the Brotherhood of the Silver Screen. Thanks, everybody, for listening. The Brotherhood of the Silver Screen is a Christian podcast where we talk about movies for a long, long time. Be sure to like and subscribe to whatever podcast platform you listen to. Give us a good rating. Give us five stars. Thanks. We appreciate it so much, especially to all of our international listeners, to our friends in Moscow. We say, Dobre <laughs> dien. Nice. Which means good day. Good day. Good oh, day. That was yes. cool. Yes. And to our f- one listener in Israel, which I found out recently was not Yusuf. He has claimed to never have listened to our podcast before. What a turd. Why hasn't he listened to it? Which yet? I have shamed him eternally good. upon <laughs> him and his family. <laughs> and uh, I will say to you, Mabruk, which means congratulations. I don't know why I say Mabruk to you, but I'm sure there's something in your life. Now I'm starting to sound like one of those tarot card readers. There's something in your life that you need to be congratulated for. Anyway, not that I would know what they sound like. <laughs> okay. This is the good and the bad Let's and the ugly, uh, where we do general movie review. Each uh, um, each member of the Brother of the Silver Screen brings something to the table. We have Dove, Joey, Athena, and yours truly, and Jeff is on the camera. Brad in the background is not here with us this week. He will be with us next week. So, yeah, buddy. Get Dove is going to start us off. What do you got for this this week, Dove? Well, I I kind of like what Joe, Joey suggested. We talk about um, the Snyder Cut. Okay. This yes. last one, you know, I thought that's a good idea. I had a bro. Did you know I can do it at a different time though? Yeah. Yeah. Now, did you all see I the think Snyder Cut? No, we I haven't. Saw it. I would prefer if there are b- any big spoilers that you leave those out. Well, but I guess of that, I guess uh, I would say that if you saw you spoil it, you know what I mean. Like, well, here's the thing. I, that's what I was. Gonna say. If you if you saw the other one. There's no real spoilers. Okay, well, I, I guess what I'm asking is just, ma- just extra content's fine. I just want to make sure that like there's if there's like a, a big cameo that got in, added in okay. or something that you I don't, don't definitely don't cameos in there. Don't spoil them Ch- for me. Man. If definitely. I do, I'm sorry. Because, I don't know because I, there's there's not really there's not really much point in me wa- spending four hours of my life on it if I already know who's going to. Yeah, be, it's definitely like, very long and stuff. Definitely um, some but obscure I'll just, I'll just, cameos, man. Because Luke, you, you said, did you talk about this yet on the podcast? I did not, no. But but right, I saw it. I just like was sitting down and I was like, oh, Zack Snyder cut. I was like, I don't want to give the energy to four hour film. It's yeah. probably gonna be dumb. I watched it, my mind was blown. Really? Was like, oh my goodness. Yeah. Well, I I um well remember I I watched the trailer of the Snyder cut. Okay. And, and it was terrible. And I thought it looked it bad. Looked, it looked, I, I, it was looked like, like I was like more the same like, poop. Yeah. More the same. Uh, and I thought this is going to be the same Poop fate mouth. as the original. Everyone's going to hate it. They're, they're getting all excited for it, and yeah. then it comes out, and it's just terrible. Yeah. And uh, it definitely was not terrible. I mean, I don't think I was as blown away as you were. Yeah. Um, well, see, my my thing was my standard got my standard hit rock bottom. Yeah. Uh, first with off, Justice I, League? No, not with Justice League. Um, I mean, I, mean, I watched Justice League. I I enjoyed it. Basically, I basically yeah, I did too. Um, It was a generally a positive experience. Love Superman. Yeah, didn't like Batman, but love Superman. Superman, everything made everything worth it. Yeah, Um, Batman definitely didn't have like a place in that movie in the original. Exactly. uh, I have a thought on that. After I watched the Honest trailer, it was rock bottom. I was like, that was a terrible movie because the way they made fun of it, the way that they addressed some of the issues in there. It was just really bad, and I was like, "Oh yeah, anyway, that really is bad." Oh man, and they just kept. It they were tearing it definitely it apart. was another. I mean, another. I think another quintessential blockbuster experience where you could go and you could at least have a good time with like some of the antics and stuff like that. Yeah. But not. But they really dis. It doesn't really stand didn't up do under a, scrutiny. Yeah, yeah, they didn't do it. They, they did a disservice to all the characters still yeah, in a lot of ways. Then, and, and then um, yeah, I'll, and I'll talk about my my criticisms. But then I watched the Zack Snyder cut, and my mind was blown. I'll talk yeah, about some. It was. It was. It was. There were differences that made a big difference yes absolutely yes Th- throughout the whole time and it thing. wasn't the ray tracing <laughs> yeah i'm not gonna say i don't know 
wasn't the ray tracing. Um, you know, there were things that I was still like, eh, you know. Yeah, Steppenwolf uh, looking like he. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Steppenwolf was armored in this one. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, and not <laughs> in the other one. He was. He had this weird armor that moved Yeah, around. but did you see that meme where they, like, no. showed an old picture of Steppenwolf and a new one, and it said he turned on ray tracing? Like, oh. <laughs> like, I did not see that one. No. <laughs> Um, but yeah, the whole thing was longer. They had more storylines. The acting seemed better, which yeah. I thought was weird. I'm like, how's the acting yeah. seem better in right, this? Right, right. Even though a lot of it's the same. Did they reshoot this later? Is that so what they, they did? They did. They did do some reshooting, from what I understand. But a lot okay. of it shouldn't be. Now, you're, the thing that might make the acting seem better is if the tone is very different. May, if they okay. cut out, because it's um, Joss Whedon, right? Joss Whedon's all about doing that thing where doing the Marvel thing, right? Where yeah, you like yeah. add funny scenes yeah. into a serious movie. So if they re- so, but Snyder's not that way. He's all very. He's very much like serious movie, serious tone. And so if they cut a lot of the Snyder or not the Snyder, the Whedon stuff out and added in new scenes of serious acting and tied that all together it could seem better because it's more right. consistent and that could be true i and can see that i think one case. i think one big thing and this doesn't spoil anything for joey i don't think but i think don't worry about it too much I okay just, yeah I was just uh, one of the big things is that they did have uh, a steppenwolf did have a backstory which helped That's his kid <sighs> which That's which important. helped his character so good. uh oh it was so yeah good. yeah and, he had a, and you're like i can't believe it i'm kind of into this guy a little bit now yeah you yeah. know and so and and i still don't think he's the greatest villain but no. I was like, but far and away better than the original film. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Far and away. So yeah. he was – because he's still – they had this whole element of he's still under pressure from Darkseid. Yeah, yeah. So Darkseid makes a real appearance in this movie, right? Yes, yeah. he does. Yeah. And I, I, I'll be honest. I was excited to see Darkseid. But yeah. when I saw him, I was like, I can't guess do a little better job, you know, than – He sounds uh, just like Steppenwolf. Yeah, he sounds, he sounds the same. Like, well, I was like, that's the same actor? Well, not only that, I mean, that was even something that I felt like was actually a really good move that Marvel did, right? It was like Thanos, when he when Thanos shows up, when Thanos, whatever, is, shows up at the end of the 2012 original Avengers, he's yeah. full CG. Yeah. He's yeah. completely CG. Totally. And then they made his face much more like, like um, what's the actor who plays him? Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin. They made his face for the future movies much more like Josh Brolin's face, and it gave him a, it gave him a level of less like CGI, fantastical, doesn't feel real, and much more of a, a real presence in the film and i think that's and i think that's something that that warner Bros. could really like learn from it's like finding a way to give these guys more gravity because still steppenwolf and and dark side still just feel like cgi characters yeah they're definitely more real real, but i thought they could have done a better job of the look of dark side he looked kind of normal and i'm like man he has a cool look they did show him using i was like i want to see his omega beams i wanted to see those they had a really really quick clip where he used them I was like, oh, I need more than that. Yeah. I need I'm more of that. Well, well uh, originally you were probably going to get more. Now who knows? Yeah. Right. So. Uh, and so, so there are things that, but watching it through, yeah, it is really long, but it doesn't feel long. That's good. That's true. It really doesn't. That's you're true. going through it, and you're like, oh, you know. And if you have to stop, you do want to pick it up again. Yeah. I was going to say it has been four years since I've seen it, so maybe yeah, I wouldn't uh, remember enough so, that I could watch um, it again. Black suit Superman was awesome. Yeah, that was oh. really cool. He, okay. he comes out with the black suit. I was like, that is pretty cool. He looked really good in that. Um, did this do more of a service to Superman than the other one did? I yeah, because there's... The yes. I thought it was the same. I thought it was more because there's no fake lip Superman in this one. Oh, that's true. I forgot about that. <laughs> that was a really iconic... People blasted oh, that man. movie for oh, that man. whole thing. Yeah. yeah. That did not happen in this one, which was which I appreciate. Yeah. Uh, so I overall, I really did like it. I thought it was a lot better. And I'm shocked because I thought the trailer... I'm like, this is... Yeah, it, literally, it literally looked like it was going to be just a repeat, like an yeah. extended yeah. version the of Flash, Bad. 
Yeah, I, they're going to do a flash with Ezra Miller. They are doing a flash uh, with is Ezra. Is that his name? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Ezra Miller. I think. He hasn't yeah. been canceled yet permanently. I thought he got canceled. He was in trouble for he a while there, but I, apparently they're still going forward with Ezra okay. as the Flash. Um, well, they're doing a whole, um, what's it called? Flash, uh, what's Flashpoint the, Paradox. Flashpoint, yeah, because uh, they've got, um, well, well, I can't remember names they, today. They, well, they set that up a OG little bit. OG Batman. What's OG Batman's actor's name? Not o, not Adam West, but the Tim Burton Batman. Oh, George Clooney? Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton, thank Tim, you. Tim Burton is George Clooney. No, no Michael no, Keaton. That's not true. Who did, that's who that's did the Batman Robin? I thought that was Tim Burton. <laughs> no, who, that's, somebody um, terrible that's did the that. other guy, Schumacher. Joel Schumacher oh, okay, sorry, did those. Tim Burton oh, did the first two, and it was... Dude, dude, Joey, Michael pulling that Michael out of Keaton. your pocket, man. It was Michael Joel Keaton. Schumacher? But anyway, apparently Michael Keaton's going to be <laughs> Batman in the Flashpoint movie. Right. Like they're bringing him back to play Batman in right. Flashpoint and stuff. Wow. So, okay. so they've yeah, got like, they, some stuff they, set up. And they, and they, see, they set it up a little bit in this one because they did set up oh, uh, Flash's ability to change time. They didn't have that in the original, but they do have some of that in this. And they stink, they, the stuff that was in the trailer, remember we complained after we saw it? That the stuff in the trailer wasn't even in the movie. Yeah. The mm-hmm. glass thing with his finger. Yeah. yeah. Right. You know? Yeah. They addressed that part where uh where the flash appears to Bruce Wayne. Yeah. In the time. Yeah. yeah. They didn't even address that in the original film at right. all. And yeah. you're like, what's up with that time hop yeah. scene? Yeah. They actually addressed it in but this movie. They actually they swapped it. it out completely. Like if you watch the old uh, was was that was that no the, that was in Batman versus Superman that was that's Batman. when okay. they okay. so that's what he's saying is they yeah. set all that up in Batman versus Superman and then never addressed yes, it address, in Justice okay, League so right I'm so they actually address right. it in here and Bruce Wayne talks about oh, it. it's cr- yeah. so it's like it's like oh my word there's the stuff in the trailer we were all expecting yeah. Yeah. anyway um, so that that was neat that they went and fulfilled those and it seems like. Zack Snyder wanted to do that originally, and sometimes oh, yeah, for some yeah. reason they cut it. Really right. weird. Well, no, yeah. yeah. Well, the whole um, the whole setup is that he got his Snyder left production. Yeah. He said he was already having issues with Warner Bros., but yeah, then he yeah. also left production because his daughter killed herself. Right. And I mean that was really sad. Yeah, and, yeah, like, yeah. He left production for that, and they brought Joss Whedon on to make it in Avengers. Right. And then, and then he was like, but <laughs> he was like, uh, I'm going to make it like an Age of Ultron, not a not an Avengers. Yeah, it's right. True. <laughs> um, yeah, Preach. and again, I'll say this too. I mean, I, like. I don't like Batman in the Justice League at all. Mm-hmm. I don't think he fits. Right. I never thought he fits. Not even in the cartoons. Yeah, that's your hot take. Yeah, that is. My, I know it's my hot take. I just don't <laughs> think. I love. I, I what I love is he stays work. in Gotham, and even superheroed people don't want to mess with him. Whenever they have to go in there, there was this one story in the comics where they they just think twice. People that are way more <laughs> powerful than he is, they're like I. I don't really want to mess with that. I just don't want to go. It's not worth it. I know I could beat him, but I'll probably get hurt. Yeah. <laughs> that's who that's the Batman I like right there. Yeah, yeah. I don't like the one where he's he puts on a little mask and now he can go in space. Right. right. Oh, he made this little <laughs> spaceship and now he can fly around in space with Superman. I just I can't stand it. I don't think it works at all in the movies. I don't think it works in the cartoons. I don't think it works in the comics. I don't think it works anywhere. Well, I was, with I, that being said, I still don't think it works in the Justice League thing yeah. because now he's got to kind of, he's got to kind of like listen to Wonder they, Woman they, sometimes. They, well, they, so it's they just put like him, so, they no. put him, so that's they the put point I was going to They put him in the wrong role. Yeah. Batman is not the guy who's going to get everyone together. He's not. It's yeah. not the. He's not. Mm. The, that's not the guy. It's either yeah. Wonder Woman or it's Superman. Superman yeah. Yeah. They're the ones who are going to gather everyone together. Yeah, Batman's more. Well, Batman's more is like leave me alone. Yeah. 
Well, no, and, I'm doing my own thing. I don't care what you think. I don't care what you think. I'm right. doing my own thing. And they're like, and they're like, Bruce, please, please, can you help us? He's like, okay, fine. He's the reluctant like add-on at the end. That's that's his role in the Justice League to be the naysayer, to be the dark presence. That's the that's the way he should be. And this, well, the, I think he was he like the be. leader. I think, it just didn't make sense. But I think, but the other thing that I think it was an issue in the original was that like to me he should be like a commanding presence when he speaks yeah kind of absolutely thing. yeah right but yes they had they had done such a great job establishing in this universe in the dceu they had done such a great job establishing superman and wonder woman but batman got like a halfsy yeah. superman 1.5 movie yeah and so you didn't respect him as much as wonder woman or superman so every time he talked and was in discussion with wonder woman or superman or or, or, or mostly wonder woman it just felt like she had the floor and he didn't like have any space you like didn't right. respect what he was right. trying to say and get across he, he shouldn't have had such a prominent role in 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 the the, the series he, he should definitely be in the background kind of a nuisance to everybody and especially if they weren't going to give him his yeah, own origin yeah, yeah he's got to be he's got to be he's got to be mysterious yeah. Yeah. he's not yeah. mysterious anymore we know everything about him he's got to yeah, be mysterious true. that's true and 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 this movie that it just didn't make him um, mysterious. he's like mr hopeful like come on guys keep your spirits up like batman's not like that i know so i batman's think like, i think he never he's never like here here's what your attitude should be he's like here's what i'm gonna do you can take it or leave it yeah. Well, and, the idea though was that he was supposed to be all jaded in Batman vs Superman, and then Superman gave him hope. That was that was his character arc. I know. In this it's movie. just. It's just. Yeah. I know. So I. I mean. So I can't. And I definitely say, like Batman Returns. Like angry Batman in the Batman vs Superman movie more mm-hmm. than hopeful Batman. Okay. Yeah, I wanted. To, I wanted him to keep beating people up like yeah. in that scene at the end of Batman vs Superman, where he's yeah. just like breaking people's arms and hands and shooting that. people. Yeah. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. I don't know about that one, but. But I'll I'll say another thing. I thought that I thought that was weird to me. Um, yeah, going off of Batman. Uh, well, to finish what I thought about Batman, like my thought about him, he was. It was the same reaction I had with him in the other one too. I was just like, it just whatever, doesn't really fit. But anyways, so he still doesn't fit. Still doesn't fit, but but not based on bad acting or something. Yeah, yeah. You know, just just I was like, what is he like? It's just uh, anyway. Another weird thing too is like the way Ezra Miller was just the way they had him slow motion running mm-hmm. was really weird. Mm-hmm. Like, like just watch him run. It's really weird. weird. He's like throwing his hands out in front of him. I'm like, didn't they just like put him on a treadmill and like have him like sprint? It's really weird the way they had him like the physical way he ran is really strange looking. Mm-hmm. And I thought, and I just, and I couldn't get it out of my brain. I'm like, why is he running like that? Mm-hmm. He's running like a weirdo. Like he's like, like in the special, he's like in the special Olympics or something. He's just like throwing something out in front of him. It's, it's just strange. And I thought the lightning was like way over the top. I'm like, I'm tired of seeing lightning every time he moves around. Can he just oh. like move? I know okay. these are stupid nitpicky things. Yeah. But if you say, watch you it, real nitpicky listen, about CGI stuff. I'm only nitpicky if I notice it. There's a certain right. point where I'm like, that's weird. Yeah. That's it. I'm just like, that's weird. And then I pay attention to it. I'm like, why is he running like that? I'm telling you, just just go back and watch. Whoever's listening to this, go watch it. You'll know what I'm talking go spend about. Four hours I am done talking about Justice League, League my, but I liked it better than the original. My biggest positive criticism of the Zack Snyder cut was one of the things that they, they said in the Honest Trailer thing that they pointed out. And I blame Warner Brothers for this. I don't blame any of the writers, but I blame Warner Brothers for this. I'm totally... I'm totally of the opinion that this is something Warner Brothers wanted. Like, can we have, like, the bad guy, like, be, like, this, like, pseudo-religious, like, like, we're gonna, like, kill you, bro, kind of. Can we have him more, like, you know, just, like, saying stuff that's, like, 
more boilerplate. I feel like he's like a character, and like I don't really want him to be a character, bro. You know what I mean? I feel like the producers got part hold of his script and totally ruined everything because Justice League. I mean, I mean the um, almost trailers. They took his lines and they were and and they were like he is just like a boilerplate. You know, stock quote guy yeah. that has no background, yeah, yeah. no story. We have no nothing about him. He's just there. And he's like, I will destroy you. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you will bow the knee. And, you know, just saying something. They, they took all his quotes and they put it. I was like, oh my word, that is horrible. And this one, I was like, I was expecting that. I was, mm-hmm. expect, I was, I was like, I'm ready for you this time. I'm going to criticize the heck out of it. And this one, oh my word, it was like a character. Huh. He was a different person. I was yeah. like, this is what I'm talking about, baby. Yes. And they did such a great job with uh, with Steppenwolf this time, a lot better job, hundred percent nice. difference. That was the biggest shock to me. Gotcha. Besides all the really cool cameos, that you, like if you're not a comic book person, you're like, who the heck was that? What are we doing here? Oh, that's right, I forgot you know, about the. the cameos, oh yeah, yeah, right. There's at least two that, yes. that are mind blowing. Okay. And then possibly yeah. three. Okay. But I'm excited. Yeah, I'm not okay. gonna <laughs> I'm not gonna reveal them, but they're really cool. Yeah. So sweet. Yeah. Cool. Cool. But anyway, that, I'm right. done. All right. Yeah. Joe worth X. the four hours. What do you got? What's that? Worth the four hours. Uh, yes, oh, my I word. Say it is. Please make yep. it eight hours next time. Okay. Oh, all right. No, yeah. Wow. No, not that That's long. impressive. No, <laughs> not that cool. long. All right. Nope. Good to know. What cool. do you got, Joey? All right. So, Good, Bad, Ugly. I was initially going to go back and do another Bro, Did You Know About Lord of the Rings? But because, oh, on, but because, but because we dashed <laughs> those who wish me dead because someone didn't see it. I'm doing a review. Of I really, I still dead. don't really have. I'll watch it, but I don't really have a desire to watch it. No, you don't have to watch it now. I'm going to review it for you. Why do you mm-hmm. look like that? Because I have some criticisms of that movie. I watched. Oh, okay. you, you can, watch yeah, it? you can chime in too. I, I so, will. Go ahead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway, <clears throat> uh, those who wish me dead, uh, just uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, dead. Uh, the, you just uh, just to s- this is something I want to start doing at the beginning of any kind of review I do, just because we will get into spoilers. Is just spoiler alert right from the get-go. Um, this is a solid thriller movie. Um, I think there, I my my major issues uh, tend to be towards the end of the movie, um, but I think it's a solid thriller movie. If you're looking for something that's just like you know got action, got you know, kind of edge of your seat, some stuff like that that has to do with you know killers and people escaping. If you're looking for something like that, it's a good movie. If you don't want it spoiled, don't listen to this and go watch it. Um, you were super that, excited for this movie. I was super excited for this movie. The track um, record is unbelievable. Yeah. Um, this yeah, yeah. This, yeah. this one probably falls at the bottom of the track record. For I'm, I'm there with you. I'm yeah. With you. Um, <laughs> I don't See, I told you. Well, so uh, one, one of the reasons I wanted to review this movie, too, is because, or at least talk about it, was because it got, like, hammered. From what I saw by other by like actual reviewers, okay. like it got like it got like dumpstered, and I don't think it deserves the dumpster. Me neither. Um, yeah. So like I said, I think it's a solid um, thriller. Um, basically, the whole idea is that um, there's in, it's stationed in Montana um, around a what they call her fire jumper, fire jumper, right? I forget what they call them. Okay, I think they call them fire jumpers. Yeah. Um, the initial main character is Angelina is played by Angelina Jolie. She has like this fire squad, this fire jumper squad. Um, but basically it, it initiates with her and some previous trauma that she hasn't really dealt with, which is that um, there was, you know, an event where she where there was a major fire in Montana. Um, she was she basically read the wind incorrectly, thought the fire was going one way and ended up going another way. And because of that, one of her fire jumper um, people she was in charge of gets killed. And then also a group of children who were playing. She watches them basically like burn up. It's like really brutal. And she has never really forgiven herself, found any way to like come to terms, atone for this kind of a thing. Hot shots. Um, 
That's what they're called, hot shots. Oh, okay. Um, I think they were calling them fire jumpers in the movie. Okay, if I'm correctly. If I'm correct, I'm trying to remember that Josh Brolin movie. Remember the the mm. fire movie? I think that's what they were called, hot shots. Anyway, fire anyway, movie for Josh Brolin. Yeah. Yeah. What's oh, that movie called? yeah. California Wildfires. It's called uh, Brave. The, the strong and the brave. Yeah. With um. Yeah, I know what you're uh, talking about. I never saw only the one. brave. Yeah, only uh, the brain. Yeah, 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 that's it. Yeah, that, that one. That's you a, remember that? That's a brutal. That, that, that movie's that movie's that. that movie's a much more in depth look at the fire jumper or hot shots, however they're called. Yeah, that yeah, one's yeah. that's a pretty good yeah, movie actually. I've never seen that one. Anyway, so she's so anyway, so she's dealing with some trauma, and because of that, she basically is very, she's just like kind of like daredevilish, right? Like she doesn't care about her own safety. She like doesn't really care at all, kind of a thing. Um, anyway, um, so that's Montana, right? And then you know, switch camera view and then it also follows this father and son right where the father is an accountant for uh, some very important people and basically he finds out that some very important people are cooking the books and he makes it or he's want, he has information on that and he wants to make it public and then we find out that there have basically been these hitmen who have been hired to find him and kill him mm-hmm. and everyone surrounded in the conspiracy to make sure it doesn't get out yeah right? it, it, you, you don't know who the, the person is like that he has the dirt on but yeah just think Hillary Clinton Um, also if someone knocks on your door Mm. and they have a uniform on and they say hi I'm from the gas electric company um, and I need to check something in your house close your door Mm. lock the door Mm -hmm. if you don't know they're coming why are you opening the door and letting them inside your house Mm. sorry well, what if Pardon me, Mum. We're from the gas company. Electric, electric. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the electric company. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So anyway, so um, long, Ducky. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so they, so this ends up converging because um, basically the father son they have a relative in Montana in where this is going on. It's John Bernthal, right? He's yep. a sheriff of the town. Um, so basically, they find out the father sees uh, some some stuff on the news and realizes that they're coming for him. So he takes his kid and they try and escape. Um, and they go t- to go to the Montana wilderness, go to find John. Hopefully they can get some help in that way because they don't trust calling the regular police, right? Um, with that uh, all being said, um, so and from that kind of ensues like this big crazy thing. Um, I don't know. Like I said, I thought it was a pretty good movie um, overall. But uh, sorry, I lost my train of thought there. Um, I thought the characters worked really well. The character chemistry was really good. Um, I felt, um, I felt like there's kind of like duos in a lot of the different characters, right? So like there's John Bernthal and his wife Allison. I thought their chemistry was good, and his and his chemistry with Hannah, who's Angelina Jolie's main character. I thought they were good. I thought the father son duo was good, and I thought the hitman kind of duo was really good. It's Nicholas Holt and uh, Nicholas Holt is a hitman. Yeah, is one of the oh, hitman. Oh, that's uh, kind of a different role it's, for him. Yeah, it's, it was really interesting. It was uh, Aiden Gillen, um, who I know from like The Wire. He's like a kind of like an underrated actor, but I thought it was good in this role. Um, and Nicholas Holt, they're the two hitman, but Aiden Gillen is kind of like the older, jaded, been in the hitman, killing people business for a while. And Nicholas Holt tends to be like the younger, knows what he's doing, is is really sharp, but like is still kind of learning from Aiden Gillen kind of a thing. And they... Yeah, what? definitely not cookie cutter hitmen. Like, no, you know, oh, really? Yeah. Rent a cops. That yeah, was interesting. The way yeah, they yeah, did that. I, yeah, yeah. They had some personality and some good, and they had some mm-hmm. good stuff going on. Um, and their boss was Tyler Perry of all yes. people. Yes, <laughs> for like yeah. three minutes. It was yeah. great. I was he like, was there. He was gone. Yeah, we was, never saw him again. I was watching with my wife, and I was like, "That's Tyler Perry." Yeah. <laughs> I saw him on the cast list before we watched it, and I was like, "What is Tyler Perry doing in this movie?" Yeah. Medea is gonna pop up for a second. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, so it's um, it's a very Taylor Sheridan movie in a lot of ways. It's really kind of like minimalist. 
um, and realistic. Um, and I thought in the Midwest. Yeah. Yeah. It's set. Yeah. It's set in like a yeah Midwest kind of a thing. Um, definitely feels like, I don't know. It definitely feels like Taylor Sheridan, like either watched no country for old men or like read a bunch of Cormac McCarthy and then was inspired to like make movies in the same vein. And that's what he's been doing. Um, and I really appreciate that. I definitely think I definitely like the minimalism and the realism. I wish we had more of that. Um, and I think this plays out as a solid thriller. Um, some of the stuff I didn't really like, and this is where we'll get into the more spoily, spoiler type stuff. This was a Warner Bros. movie, so I'm always like wondering how much they're interfering with stuff. Right? Uh, yeah, I know. Mm. I do not trust um, those brothers, yeah. those Warner Bros. And so brothers. I wonder how much <laughs> of this. Trust them at all. I always wonder how much of this was Taylor Sheridan's input um, or not. But I want to pick out one specific thing that happens in the movie at the end, kind of the climactic scene that I really did not like. Um, and that is basically um, the final scene comes down to, so Angelina Jolie is helping the boy, right? The hitmen are still trying to kill the boy. Angelina Jolie, they find each, the boy and the Angelina Jolie find each other. And it's kind of like this moment of redemption for Angelina Jolie. She's like, I couldn't save those children, uh, you know, but I can, maybe I can save this child, right, and help him. Um, and so, so they go through that whole adventure. That's the whole movie. At the end, Nicholas Holt chases them. So they are getting chased through the Montana wilderness while there is a fire going on. So she's like, so they're all kind of like navigating around the fire while they're all trying to kill each other. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a very like interesting uh, cat and mouse kind of game. Um, But eventually it ends up in this kind of like circle of fire, not circle, but like they're kind of surrounded by the fire and it's Nicholas Holt coming after Angelina Jolie and the boy. And I was really frustrated with this scene because it almost felt like, even though it's a, a realistic minimalist movie thriller, it almost felt like they needed a, like a boss fight. And this is like the issue I'm having with movies is it's like, because superhero movies are so popular now, it feels like there needs to be some sort of climactic battle between the protagonist and the antagonist at the end of every movie. And I thought this was really foolish because they established pretty well that these hitmen are ruthless and they're very well trained. Mm-hmm. Um, specifically, at one point, they take John Bernthal's character, who is a sheriff. Right? They take his, um, they take him like captive, and they basically use him to help them track the boy and Angelina Jolie. Right? He obviously doesn't want to do this. He wants to protect them. Right? He's worried about them. They claim to have his wife prisoner. They don't, but they're faking it. He doesn't know that, so he is obviously helping. But he basically tries to do like an almost suicide by by not cop by assassin type thing where he kind of like turns on them and acts like, you know what? I'm not going to help you anymore. You might as well just kill me now. Kind of thing. What a right? great scene. Yeah. John Bernthal is mm. best. Yeah. I was yeah. like, this it was, is, yeah. this is why we scene. love you. John. Bernthal. Yeah. It's excellent. <laughs> scene. It's so good. Yeah. And eventually when they won't shoot him, right. He attacks one of them. He throw he, go, he goes and he attacks one of them and they immediately they don't kill him, but they immediately like flip him over onto his back. Like, like it's like no question. Like he had yeah, no right, chance. Right? right. So you're like, okay, now we knew these guys meant business cause they'd already killed people in the movie, but like, okay, not only these guys mean business, but they're well-trained even when they yeah. don't have the upper hand, they're well-trained and, and they kick butt. So then it didn't really make sense yeah. when it comes down to Angelina Jolie. You don't Jolie. have to talk more. I, I get yeah, it. <laughs> when it comes down to Angelina Jolie and, and yeah. Nicholas Holt in like a ring of fire cage match type thing. And somehow Angelina Jolie comes out on top. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. And all of a sudden he forgets everything. Yeah. There, and there was a perfect, I mean, they do have a, a good battle. She right, does look right. like she's going to lose. And then, you know, with yeah. the, with the help of uh, Finn Little's character, with the child, she, yeah, 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 with the help of the child, she does against the assassin. It's like, yeah. it's like, uh, uh, Mary and, uh, and what's her face killing the, uh, witch king. Oh, a Mary and Pippin. Uh, oh, uh, yeah, uh, not Mary and Pippin. Uh, was it Mary and Mary, uh, Mary and uh, Aowen? Aowen, yeah, yeah, Aowen, yeah. So yeah, so it kind of comes down to that, and Brain then with burp. the help of the little kid, 
they defeat Nicholas Holt. And oh, yeah. that was – the thing is, to me, there was such an obvious better way to do it, especially in the minimalist, like, realist, yes. like, mm-hmm. format, where yeah. she – like, again, you're following this thing of atonement, right? She wants to save the child and – the other big mistake she made in that that initial traumatic scenario, she read the wind wrong. Mm-hmm. So all you have to do is let her. Now she re- reads like reads the wind correctly, correctly right? right? And, and, he's and an he gets well trained, but right. he's not well trained. He's read not a fire. Well, right. He, yeah. He's the assassin who can kill them if he gets his hands on them. She's the fire jumper who can read the fire and potentially mm-hmm. get around it so that the fire is in between them, right? right. All you, you could have easily had her like outwit Nicholas Holt, mm-hmm. yeah. trap him in the fire, and he gets burned up, right? And and then the, and I, I feel like that's a much more realistic way mm. to end right, the movie. Right. But instead, you had this mm. like climactic boss right. fight I where Angelina to, Jolie almost doesn't make it out, and then I, with the help of the kid, she kills right. him. I wanted yeah. to, I wanted yeah. to see a scene where where Angelina Jolie is like surrounded, and this camera zooms in. It looks like it's the end. All of a sudden, you will understand. And then the wind blows, and then the. You know, <laughs> Pocahontas is in the fire. Not Pocahontas is in the fire, but she Pocahontas the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? She reads the wind. You know, you will <laughs> listen to the wind and hear, and then, and then, oh you know, and then God. she's like, okay, I know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. what I want. I'd rather oh see that than her, like, physically engaged with the insects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And see, my biggest criticism. But you can still have the physically engaged. You can still do that and have that scene. Right, and have it realistic. Right, right, right. But it wasn't very realistic at the end. And my biggest criticism of the film was Angelina Jolie. That was oh. my biggest criticism. I, Not that she's a bad actress. She's okay. a great actress. But people like her aren't real. And the problem mm. is they may as well have done a digital like CGI character. It would have been just as realistic to me. She's too beautiful to put into a role like that. Mm. Look, full disclosure. You can't. <laughs> it's like, you know, you ever watch? You ever it watch, just doesn't fit. Yeah, you didn't yeah, buy the blue okay. collar. Like she's one of the boys. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay, okay, yeah. okay wait. Yeah. I want to hear. So, I want to hear. Who would you put in then? Um, who would I put in yeah. there? Uh, mm. I mean, Miranda Otto, uh, as younger Miranda Otto, would be, like, make a lot more sense. Not right now. Okay. But but someone like her, you know, someone that looks plain, someone that looks normal, someone looks like who looks like they don't have a career okay. as an actress. Right, you know? right. Um, when the, the movie okay. was over, I was like, this woman is like 50 years old, yeah. and her bone structure is insane. I know. I know. She <laughs> like, looks, how? She how does she like, look like that? I know. She looks well, like, and uh, she looks like that with lots of plastic surgery, but. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, um, but 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 what I'm I saying bet. is, you, you ever watch? You ever watch? Um, you ever watch? Uh, like, a, do you ever find yourself watching a soap opera at mm, any point? No. Nope. Every now and then, yes. you can find yourself Athena, in a doctor's Athena office. Finds yeah. herself in, in that situation. <laughs> yes, right. Far more often than you. And might then you look believe. at these people in the soap opera, and you're like, these people aren't real. Mm-hmm. I don't right. know anybody like that. Mm-hmm. I yeah, I, I right, right, even right. heard of anybody like yeah. that. You're not real. Okay, so and that's why you work in a soap opera because everything's fake, right? And so, and, and so I look at Angelina mm-hmm. Jolie. You're not real. You're not a real person. You don't exist. Okay, <laughs> you shouldn't be in this film. And mm-hmm. and not not to say that she's a bad actress. I just think it was a bad pick for this film. She's yeah. just too beautiful for this film. And uh, you know, it, the the way that mm-hmm. she was like, like you said, one of the boys is like, yeah, <laughs> nah, yeah, that's no, 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 wasn't convinced. I no. thought that she did a really. I kind of agree with Luke. I also don't know that I totally bought into that, but I thought she did a really good job acting. She's and, a fine actress. And, yeah, yeah. And not only that, but I, I think the I think where to me she really fit in well with the movie and in the dynamic. You're right when she was like kind of being one of the boys at the beginning scene. Yeah. I was kind of like, eh. I was like, I, I don't really buy into this. However, the the her like mom instinct, especially like with Finn Little and stuff like that, I felt was like right on. And like so like when she was like acting about like the trauma of seeing the children like in the you know in the fire and her not being able to save them, and then also like her working with the kid, I thought was really good. And I, I, I was question. like, I can see like why she yeah. would have. 
been cast for that particular right. aspect she, of she the, needs she needs to role. be like Queen Nefertiti or something like that. That's the only that's <laughs> the I, only let me ask you something though cuz they right they can still take really like let's say bone structure and all that <laughs> real like, no real Could beautiful girls naturally <laughs> right real natural and they can make them really normal you know, you think of Charlize Theron in, in that one monster. Thing. I was monster, thinking about she's that. Like, so they can do that. You don't think that's not possible with, with, with Angelina Jolie? No. Okay, all right. Yeah, I think Angelina but Jolie think, does have I, very unique and features. I think yes. that's right. yeah. that's yeah. part of yeah. why you pick Angelina Jolie for things. I don't know. She, I just think she has this iconic like yeah, look I, about her. I actually her. think. Yeah. I mean, from what from I what get rid of told me, it sounds like she and Taylor Sheridan like are on good mm. terms because apparently he's oh, yeah. cuz I think I, I think I, I don't think that. this I mean he's credited as writing and directing so this is his second writing and directing feature he's written a bunch of other movies but this is only his second directing feature outside of Wind River um but apparently he was I think he was brought on like I think this movie was already being written maybe they had a director or stuff like that and then he was brought on to maybe I don't know if salvage is the right word or just pick up and really take with it but apparently uh, Athena read something mm-hmm. about how he was not willing to do it unless he could get Angelina Jolie to say yes to the main yeah, role. Yeah. And, so and, maybe you know, they have a good I, relationship. I, have, I don't know. I have a lot of respect for her as an actress, but yeah. I'm just like, as, you know, as, as in that role, it just didn't work. She just doesn't fit the yeah. rest of the redneck blue collar people around gotcha. there. Yeah, I get that. And, yep. and, and I'm looking at that, you know, her in that situation, somebody would end up on Dateline. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's just someone would kill somebody over, you know, if she was hanging out with those rednecks, someone would shoot, 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 shoot someone would get drunk and shoot somebody over that. So I found it was on like the trivia section of IMDb. It says Taylor Sheridan was initially brought on to rewrite the script. Yep, so there you but go. when another filmmaker dropped out of the of directing, he called the studio with an offer and said, if I can get Angie to do this with me, I'll direct it for oh, you. Okay. And the studio mm. said, great, you'll never get Angie. Oh. <laughs> and they must have some sort of relationship because, yeah. 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 Um, so, so I mean, so that that yeah. sounds like how the, she was casted for maybe different reasons, right? Um, I guess, than, I guess what what I'm to re, to, to kind of encapsulate what I'm saying, yeah. Her being in a role that I can relate to on any way, shape, or form doesn't make sense to me because she doesn't exist. If she was to be like super elite of cream of a crop of society, I can't relate to that at all. That makes sense to me that she would be in that role. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? That's the only way that I could accept her as an actress. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah she's the that's, elite. That's a, um, yeah, that's the like elite her, structure. Her, right. Her in House of Cards, I get it. I can't relate to that upper mm. crust stratosphere. Echelon, yeah. Yeah, a, a, like, I, can't, I can't. But right. a blue collar, one of the guys hanging out, this is my job. Yeah, freaking right. <laughs> You're not kicking and gouging the mud, the blood, and the beer like we are. Get out of here. Yeah, You're not. Yeah. You're not. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. I, I didn't totally buy into it either. Like I said, I bought into the kind of more like motherly way she handled the kid and stuff like okay. that. And I, yeah. I felt like that I feel like that worked enough for me that I kind of forgot about the other stuff. Okay. Um yeah. So I, I thought she did a good job. Like I said, I thought the chemistry between a lot of the different characters, um, a lot of the different main characters worked really well. Yeah. Um and so um I thought that was all the the big thing for me was other than that climactic boss fight, um, that we had that didn't make sense to me, um, was just that the movie kind of just wraps up. Mm. Yeah, and there's like and, and yeah, and we were kind of and I talked about this with Chinatown last week um, about like you know um, the ending serving the themes of a movie, right? That the ending should really kind of like reinforce and wrap up in a, in a good way the themes of the movie. And I felt like this didn't really have much thematic weight. Like the assassins die, 
uh, the kid's like, oh, what's going to happen to me now? And she's like, don't worry, kid, I'll take care of you. Which, again, kind of makes sense for the redemption arc, but again, didn't have that much weight to it. Right. And it all kind of just felt like, oh, okay, yeah, it's Sher- over. Sheridan has done a great job of staying away from the blockbuster feel. And it kind of, the mm-hmm. whole movie is not blockbuster up until the end. Yeah. Where it's like everything gets wrapped up in a neat little bow. And one of the things I yeah. loved about Climactic the, boss fight and then wrap up in a neat little bow. Yeah, yeah. Sicario is so great in that mm-hmm. there's no little bow. That's one thing that's so great mm-hmm. about there's no little bow that ties everything up perfectly. Yeah. That's what's so great about that film. Yeah. And 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 Tyler Sheridan, I mean, most of his films have been like not really neatly wrapped up. They, yeah, all they, of them end in I mean, all the other the other main three that I think of is Sicario, Wind River, and Hell or High Water. And right. none of them end like well. Like there's tragedy in all yeah, of them. Yeah, there's always there's always yeah. tragedy. Yeah. yeah. And, and that, that reflects real life. When you when you mess around with murder and death yep. and you want it to be realistic, there's tragedy in there somewhere. You know, and, and there is and there is uh, it does end that. it does end kind of tragically, but again, it just was missing a kind of weight. Like it was like, yeah. how does that really tie in and reinforce mm. the rest of the story? Yeah. It doesn't entirely. Right. So right. it kind of just was the end. Yeah. Hmm. Um it definitely felt like you could have pasted a the end at the end of the movie. And <laughs> I was like, right. okay, it's it's over. Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's where I felt kind of disappointed, uh, I think, in the movie. Yeah. Um, I felt a lot of it really held up uh, until maybe like the last whatever that would be, 20 minutes, 25 minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, they lost um, me as soon as Angelina Jolie was in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. lost me. And I, it wasn't bad, but I was just like, you know, I, I was like, this, this isn't real. This well, and, and interestingly, yeah, yeah, and interestingly cast, enough, I mean, if we want to really examine it, the, the two, the two um, assassins are both taken out by female characters. Um, but I definitely thought so. The um, the other one is uh, Aiden Gillen's character um, faces off with um, John Bernthal's wife, Allison, um, who is wife. who is a pregnant woman. That's actually, in my that opinion, that, in my opinion, that was in my opinion that was probably one <laughs> of, of the best. I'm talking about you know talking about the movie as a thriller. That was one of the best, most thrilling scenes. Was just like how on the edge of my seat I was when there's a scene where you you know the assassins mean business at this point and they show up at John Bernthal's house he's not there and it's just his pregnant wife there yeah. and they basically like yeah. engage in what it, what almost turns out to be like a pregnant woman torture scene and, and I thought pre- they're even conflicted about torturing yeah. her but they're yeah. like uh, well that know. and see that and that is where the movie's shown in its moments is again that minimalist writing where you're not explicitly saying how people feel they're not saying it in dialogue. It's, but it's like you get that sense. Right. Like you could tell that like Aiden Gillen's character was like so jaded, but he was starting to think like, have I really passed the point of no return? Yeah. Is there any hope for my soul? Right. Kind of thing. And then on the other hand, you had um, Nicholas Holt, who was like, what have I really gotten myself into here? Right. Do I really follow through? And right. that and that actually I think was where the best part where he he was is during that climactic fight scene with Angelina Jolie. There's a scene where it looks like he's beaten Angelina Jolie. And he's going to go and he goes up to Finn Little's character. And it, I mean, he, you can tell like by the look on his face that he's decided he's going to kill this child. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that was like a very interesting like moment for him and stuff like that. Yeah. That was the only part of that scene that I actually appreciated because you felt like he had been toying with this idea. Like, how far am I going to go in this role? And then he like kind of commit. He like co- completely commits. And that's when he gets killed, yeah. um, which I thought was kind of good. But I felt like there are better ways to do it. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I. I thought you might talk about this, but you didn't. I don't mm. know. Maybe it was just my opinion. But um, I I was kind of disappointed by what they did with John Bernthal, like in terms of his what he did the whole time, meaning, I don't know, I felt like they set up that they owned this cool little survivalist camp. Mm. And that's why it was believable for me when Allison escaped and when she was like, fighting them because that's her job is to teach people how to survive in all kinds of different terrible situations and John Bernthal didn't get that at all like he just 
followed them around or he just led them where they needed to go because I guess because he thought they had his wife but I don't know I just I wanted to see him do more and I yeah, feel like me, he... me, me too. But, I mean, I, I, movie, I felt that, that way movie, too. I, I felt that way sent, too. But I, it sent ahead. an anti anti um, politically correct message. It was actually very politically incorrect because it shows what a pregnant woman can do with a gun, <laughs> and, and 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 that's that's what was so I think a very good point of the movie that guns are an equalizer even for a pregnant mm. woman, yeah. defenseless, yeah. out there by herself against two trained assassins, two killers. She's got a chance. She well, that's has why I was, a chance. That's yeah. why I was bummed by the Angelina Jolie scene because to me, I was I was bought into Allison fighting back. Yes. Like when she escapes, I was like, okay, it makes sense how she did that. She didn't overpower two hitmen. Right. She just right. kind of like outthought them for a moment and was able to get away. Right. And then the scene when, when she engages Aiden Gillen, again, like she's shooting from far away. Right. And you know she has the background to be able to do this. And it felt much less like, oh, this is a... Uh, feminist empowerment and much more like okay these I, I get why these characters are able to day. engage yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah. And, and and finishing off but then the Angelina Jolie was like the flip side of that where yeah. you're like how right. okay how yeah. is she going to overpower and kill the, mm. the hit yeah. man yeah. So yep. I agree with you on the John Bernthal thing I do wish he had done more as well yeah the um, character and, definitely underperformed yeah um, based on the I, uh, to me the only big to me I mean again though in the situation he's put in you don't really expect much different the only thing that I was disappointed in was that they at, at the one scene where he's in the fire tower and he's like basically finds the two of them and is trying to ha- get them to be mm-hmm. safe. They can see him through the scope and they see his mouth move that he's talking to someone. That's what gives it away. Right. And like to me, I wouldn't. I didn't think he would make that mistake. That yeah. was the only thing that I was like. Or, ah. or to me, I'm like, there's no way you'd be able to see. I mean, it's dark and you're in Montana. Mm-hmm. There's no light and there's no way. You'd be able I thought to they see. had like well, a, night, he, a night. And he was walking scope. around like he was. Pretending like that to there look was no for one them. there. Yeah. So why wouldn't you just talk like this? Yeah, like, like, yeah, talk, no yeah, talk, yeah, Sorry. <laughs> Nobody can mouth. see that, but. <laughs> yeah. Like, why would he miss that step yeah. if he was. That, that was the only thing that I was kind of like that. I, I didn't totally believe that yeah. was believable. Yeah. It felt like he would have known that they would be watching him in some form and yeah. that, like, he would have taken guard against that. Uh, Joey's review of. Um, those who wish me those dead. Those who wish me dead. What do you got, Athena? Um, I decided to do a bro did you know um, nice. because I we saw A Quiet Place 2 and I might talk about that in the future if we don't watch it but anyway um, so I just did it on a couple of random things that I found about Robert De Niro um, that I thought were really interesting so have you guys ever seen Cape Fear? No, I'm it's familiar a terrible with the movie, movie. Yeah, I hated I'm familiar it. With it. yeah that's, um, that's not a movie we like recommend so when we ask have you seen it yep. that's a brutal movie it really is. But apparently Robert De Niro, like, he wanted to be, he was this horrifying, like, disgusting character in, in Cape Fear, and he wanted to look that way. So he paid a dentist $5,000 to mess up his teeth. Oh, my God. Um, and so his teeth are, like, role. weird yeah. and crooked and gross, and then paid him 20000 to fix them afterwards. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm sure that cut into the $2 million yeah, he made. I know. <laughs> No, um, I mean it didn't, but I mean that's like dedication. Because yeah, I mean, in some that would sense, hurt like heck. I, yeah, it would yeah. hurt like heck. And then you also have got to feel like, like at some point, I mean, I feel like I would have been anxious the entire time while acting, being like, "Is this dentist going to be able to fix my teeth?" Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's true. Like, I know. You you, you, you wake up. You put really going to be able to wake fix up, him? and you smile in the mirror. You're like, "What have I done?" Yeah, exactly. That would be me every day. I'd be like, "Oh, there's no going <laughs> my back. Career this. is over. <laughs> yep. I'm going to have to be this Cape Fear man yeah, forever cast for the rest of my life." Interesting. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, so, and it sounds like he he is a very big sort of method actor. Like with the stuff that I read about him, like for Raging Bull, he gained sixty pounds. Um, Interesting. And he broke one of Joe Pesci's ribs. 
um, oh, wow. during one of the scenes in Raging Bull. Um, what else? Oh, I read in Meet the Parents that he really, really likes cats. And so the cat in Meet mm-hmm. the Parents, um, it's like this big, it's called a Himalayan, yeah, I think. Himalayan, mm-hmm. yeah. It's like a big fluffy cat. And he um, he asked the director to put the cat in as many scenes with him as he could. Oh. And he would play with the cat between scenes. He brought kibble in his pockets, like, loved the cat. So um, Jeff. That's, that's kind of funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Jeff, our cameraman, man, yeah. that's what he would do on the set. He's a cat guy. <laughs> Um, And the last thing I just had is that he is known very much as an Italian, like Italian-American actor, but he's only a quarter Italian, Mm. um, and that he learned a Sicilian accent kind of on his own. Like, they had, like, dialect coaches for him, um, and he... And they kind of were convinced that they weren't going to be able to train him to do it in the amount of time that they had, and he practice enough on it like he was so dedicated to doing it on his own that i mean you can i can hear it like when i think about him talking i can like hear the italian accent um but i don't know i thought that was cool and that he just he worked really hard to get it done on his own well he's a blend of irish and italian right so he kind of fits a bunch in, of he, other things oh, okay i was gonna say because he kind of yeah. therefore German. then he, then he kind of fits in scorsese's view right he could be like all right he's an italian mobster <laughs> this movie he's an <laughs> irish <laughs> mobster <laughs> this movie yeah uh-huh. either yeah. way he's a mobster yeah he's a mobster that attitude he gets you know like every 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 actor has uh, every, all good actors have that niche like i mean denzel washington has the arrogant has the arrogant take charge approach yeah. um uh, Mel Gibson has the puppy dog face that he does. Mm-hmm. Um, John Bernthal also has the arrogant take charge, devil may care attitude that he can just go into. He does so well. And Robert De Niro has has the like, you know, you talking to me? Yeah, you know, yeah. Like, <laughs> talking yeah, to me? Yeah, yeah. And and like like you just mess with the wrong guy. He yeah. does <laughs> such a good job with that. And <laughs> and you know, I'll never be able to put an Irish spin on him mm-hmm. after watching the Godfather series, especially Godfather Part Two. I mean, I guess the only one, it's the only one he's in, but it's like he's he's Robert De Niro. Not you know Robert McNero if you know what I mean. So <laughs> he's always going to be Robert De Niro, and and he's always going to be Italian. So, he, so when I watched like the the Irishman, mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I'm not not buying it. Mm. He's not Irish. <laughs> stop, stop. Even though he is more yeah. Irish than Italian. I know, but but but, <laughs> but it doesn't Goodfellas matter. Yeah, and Godfather yeah, yeah, yeah. and everything else is just get out of my life. And not to mention, <laughs> yeah, like, you were analyze like, this. Daniel remember Lewis. that? What? What was that? No, I said you were, like, you were like, where's Daniel Day-Lewis? Daniel Day-Lewis. Oh, I love Daniel Day-Lewis. That was mm. you, though. No, but I just meant because, like, playing an Irishman. So. Mm. Kentucky. Kentucky. <laughs> so, yeah, that's all I have. I, I remember when we, Niro, first, when we first started this podcast, um, I, I was kind of um, – uh, we were at worship practice, and uh, I was playing guitar, and Joe was playing drums, and I looked over at uh, – I was thinking, I was like, oh, yeah, you know, uh, one of my favorite movies of all time, um, Last of the Mohicans, with uh, his father. What's his name? And I go like this to Joey. Like that, and he goes, Chingachgook. And I was like, see, that's why you're on the podcast. That's <laughs> 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 a fun name to say. You know, Chingachgook. Yeah, what was that? Was that uh, the, an elf? He goes, hi, hello, Francisco. Francisco, that's a fun <laughs> name to say. Francisco, I'm just like, Chingachgook. That's a fun name to say. Chingachgook. A lot more fun than Uncas. <laughs> I actually like that name too. Uncas. 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 Okay, so for my pick, um, I'm going to play a clip for you guys, and I'm going to talk about this clip. It's a really uh, great clip. Do you guys see, what's it called, um, the new series of Twilight Zone? 
No. No. The, the Jordan Peele Twilight the Jordan Zone? Jordan Peele. Uh, okay. No. The first we, episode is about a comedian who who only gets laughs when he makes fun of people, certain people, and after he makes fun of them, they die. That's what he pays. If he makes fun of them, they die, and they never exist. The people laugh, so his fame goes up, but these people die. Mm, interesting. That's, that's, that's cool. The, yeah, it's a really cool. It's very, it's heard, very Twilight Zone. Yeah, I heard so many zone, negative yeah. things about the new Twilight Zone, but that actually sounds like a good anyway, episode. Anyway, so the the comedian from that is an actual comedian that they used. He's a mm. real comedian, and I saw him on on a Facebook watch. I was going through, and and they were like played a clip from him, and he's actually very funny. So I'm going to play you a clip, and I'll talk about the Wait, clip. Is this from him live, or is yeah, this, this from, from him from the movie? No, this is from him live. Oh, okay. Yeah, because his... Don't say movie. It was a television show. Luke's Sorry, drawing something oh, yeah, television That's true. Show. He's Cheat, breaking cheating. his own rule. Oh, my goodness. Breaking his own rule here. Okay, so let me let me cue it up here, and, and I'll play for you guys. Uh, mm-hmm. Again, this is him live. I don't know where he is. Do you want to credit the comedian first? I or? forget his name. Oh, I don't no. know his name. <laughs> we should know. Oh, uh, it's... Uh, oh. It's a he's uh, an, he's Kumail Nanjani. Yeah, he's he's either... He says he's Muslim. He's either Indian or he's Pakistani. Wait, I'm not sure which one. Yeah, what is he from? What TV show is he from that we watched? I don't know. Well, he's he's in Twilight Zone. That's all I know him from. But anyway, so here 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 like here he's the guy in the in the Internals, the guy who got jacked. Yes. For the Eternals, so oh, he's in that, that he's in that romantic good. comedy that you like uh, about him and his wife. I don't remember what it's called. Uh, You'll be more okay. specific oh, with the Internals romantic yes. comedies. Love sick sick something. I don't okay. know. Okay. Okay. Here it is. Uh, genuinely, uh, just a sincere moment to start off the set, you know. I just saw Freddy vs. Jason. Do you guys know this movie? Okay, it is awesome. People who are clapping are correct. It's actually really good. It's Freddy from Nightmare on Elm Street versus Jason from Friday the 13th. In the same room. Why did it take us this long to put them together, you know? It's really good. But there's one part of it, people who've seen it will remember, there's a part where Freddy has to choose between killing a white girl and killing a black girl. And Freddy says, how sweet, dark meat. And then he goes, yeah. And there's a collective groan in the audience in the theater when I watched it. Like people were disappointed in Freddy Krueger. <laughs> <laughs> children with your needle gloves <laughs> but racism <laughs> making it very hard to cheer for you Freddy Krueger now we want Jason to win mass murdering monster but he's no bigot <laughs> my favorite horror movie though has to be this movie called The Thing which is, yeah, mm. it's so good. I'll tell you what it is. It's a research facility in the middle of Antarctica, and then goes down. <laughs> horror movie goes down. And towards the end of the movie, I'm not giving anything away, trust me. Towards the end of the movie, there are three people left. And they have to try and decide whether they're going to try and escape or burn the whole place down to make sure that the monster doesn't get out, you know? And I was watching the movie with my wife, and she looked at me and she was like, what would you do in that situation? Would you try and survive? Or would you sacrifice yourself for the rest of humanity? <laughs> never gonna be in that situation. I'm never gonna be one of the last guys alive. 
I'm gonna be the first guy to die. <laughs> I die right away. <laughs> I die so the other characters get to find out that something weird's going on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the autopsy table at 20 minutes into the movie. His heart is missing. I'm that guy. I'm the setup. I bridge acts one and two. I go off alone to find the cat. <laughs> There's a weird noise in this corner. I must investigate. Ah, death. I never even find out that there were monsters. To me, the plot of the movie was, we're at a research facility and the cat's missing. <laughs> the end. Find that cat. That's what this movie's about. Oh, short movie it was. You know how some people are too stupid to have opinions? Anyway, um, that, that's that's basically where it, where it Yeah, ends. that was great. His insights are incredible. It's true. Everything he said is absolutely true. His mm-hmm. insights were amazing. I, I thought I was going to get something politically correct, but but I I, I I played the second part of that of that bit because it was funny. You know, his mm-hmm. insights into the film, like me. Mm-hmm. You know, to me, the plot is that we're in a research facility. The cat goes missing. <laughs> you know, and those people totally get thrown under the bus all the time. Yeah. The expendable people, yeah. and 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 he was uh, his insight there is just it's absolutely true. Um, <laughs> but the the first the first observation he makes about how people in the theater made a collective groan that this child murderer was a racist and 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 that that is the prevailing attitude and and, and I, I'm gonna make an argument in critical race theory when you introduce it to uh, um, when someone adopts it they adopt a new hierarchy of what is wrong the hierarchy it puts racism at the top. That's absolutely the worst you yeah, can do. Yeah, murders down the list somewhere. Mur- murders somewhere else because yeah. every single person that I've seen, like prominent person, say, like, "Okay, I'm a, I, I'm woke. I, I embrace critical race theory." The first thing that goes, as far as like being important and bad, is abortion. Every single time, every single time that they get iffy on abortion. Well, it's not that bad. Lecrae, for example, you know, he he used to be like Mr. Anti-Abortion, then he became woke, and now he's like, ah, well, abortion. Ah. Is he really? He's, oh he's, yeah, he's guys gone iffy. I've seen the articles. He's I've iffy seen on interviews. abortion. He's now? iffy on it. Yeah, like eh, well, you know, there's like some situations. Jeff's nodding his head back there. Um, this is like some situation. Yeah, this is a difficult conversation. You know, like there's no like man. Yeah, and and skirting that's, around that's, the issue. Yeah, and but 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 again, here here we see it in action. He's observed this that in the audience we have a murderer, mm-hmm. and we're like, okay, he's murdering people, but then he he says something. Not even a racist. Just he, he, he yeah. says something something that uh, some sort of you know um, uh, undergrad could write a, a vice column about, and and everyone's like, oh, you know, like, uh, but but he's like, we're okay with you k- killing children with your needle gloves, but a racist, well, I know that's not okay. Yeah, you know, yeah. and and but and that is critical race theory where we 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 suddenly throw out what God says. This is the worst. This is really bad. And we take these, uh, most of it, imaginary sins and say, you know what? No, we're going to reject God's hierarchy of what is really bad, his Ten Commandments, and swap them with the new Ten Commandments, number one being, you shall not be a racist. And, uh, you know, they, 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 you can probably actually make an argument that they swap every single commandment out with one of their own. They're not original at all. But I think that was a, a, a very true observation that he makes that once you adopt critical race theory, the worst thing that you can do, murder, okay, fine, totally okay with murder, but we can't accept a racist. If you want to be a murder, that's fine. We've made peace with that, especially with abortion, 
But if if you're a racist, we are not going to tolerate that. Uh, it's interesting that he made the observation at all. Yeah. Most people miss that stuff. Yeah, it's true. That stuff is mostly missed, I would say, by 90% of people. Nine out of ten people won't even acknowledge or see that. Yeah. It's interesting that he's sitting there and that scene happens and he goes, oh, yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's that's right. how that, that's a good example of how to think when watching these things. Yeah. It's yeah. the same thing that Dad used to say about Silence of the Lambs. Right. You're hoping that Hannibal Lecter kills the jerk. Yeah. At the very end of the movie, he starts following the jerk away, and your feelings are going, I hope he kills that guy. I hope he kills him. Because he's a jerk. Yeah, oh, yeah. You know, it's so it's that is lost on most people. So yeah. it's interesting that he even made that observation yeah, watching it, it. It was just an incredible observation, in my yeah. opinion. And I think he's absolutely right. Not only, not only is he right his observation, but I've seen it. I've seen it with other people where their hierarchy is... Everything's okay except racism. Yeah, it's a good example of, of what we try to tell people of thinking when these scenes happen. Yeah, it's a good. That's a great example of it, right that's there. True. You got to be what, being aware of what you're watching. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's also. I mean, it is interesting. I do think that 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 hierarchy, uh, that morale, more like the morality hierarchy, is like shifting in a yeah. weird mm-hmm. way. Because mm-hmm. I was having a conversation the other day with someone um, <clears throat> who tends to kind of like lean more like to the left. Um, and that stuff. But we were talking about, I don't know, just, we were just talking about like an actor, um, who like there's some, has some questionable stuff going on in their life. And there was like, there may be implication that there was like a adultery, right. That he cheated on his wife. Right. And then that's why they're getting divorced kind of a thing. Um, and so this is, you know, someone that the person liked as an actor. Um, and they were like, and they were like, yeah, they, and I was like, I was kind of like, I was like, that's a, a big issue. Right. I was like, that's, that's serious. Like if that's true. Right. It's, it's, that's very serious. And they were like, they were like, ah, cause I mean, that's the thing, right. About young, like about like millennials and down. Right. Is that like, anytime we support an actor, a brand, whatever, right. We want to, we want them to align with our, our moral critiques of the world. Yes. Right. That's like a big thing. We don't support them anymore. And so like, it kind of became this question where I was kind of like, I, I don't know if I'd really like that person as much anymore. Like knowing that. Yeah. And they were like, ah, oh, like I could think I could forgive it. And then they basically said, like, oh, like it, you know, not not as big of a deal as like if they were like homophobic or right. something like that. And I was like, mm-hmm. I was like, that, that's oh, okay. Yeah. I was like, that's a weird way to turn that on its head. Like, yeah, yeah it's cool if you cheat on your wife, but like, don't be a homophobic. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah. hmm. Yeah, I was like, okay. I was like, that's yeah. where that sits in the hierarchy. Okay. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, so I was there's like, a new, I was like that's kind of wild. Um, like, you're like, you're, you're really, I mean, you entered into a covenant with a person and then you intentionally betrayed them, mm-hmm. but that's not that bad compared right. to right, like right, some of the stuff right. that like w- politically correct people are holding up as like the new law. Yeah. I was just like, yeah, that's, it's a new, it's I was, a just, new I was very surprised sins. by that during that conversation. Yep. New um, sins. Yeah. It's a real thing. That are the, you know, new sins. Some are worse than others. And here's the list. Here yeah. Yep. Yeah, it is. Yep. That's yeah. You can be forgiven for adultery, but how yeah. dare you? Yeah, hope, I think, you, <laughs> I think you see that too. And like what's being made, like, <laughs> like, when you watch something and someone does something like cheats on their wife mm-hmm. and they're painted in a a much more reasonable light than someone who yeah yeah, yeah. yeah you're right yeah he should have cheated on her yes yeah, there's a lot of times you know it's because it. yeah, because she it. isn't giving him what he needs right. he well cheat justify on it or at least they get they get a redemptive arc yeah right yeah. Right. right right but if yeah, he did that but you know. right yeah. but if yeah. you have even he did this but if just, you have even yeah. the Right, and then yeah. you'll have someone in the same movie who's a racist, and we all know who the bad guy is. Yes, yeah, yeah. the racist. Right. And yeah. again, it's you know, and I think something we preach, on, preach or whatever, on, tell people on this podcast is that 
it you don't have to reject Hollywood because of that. You don't have to, meaning like you don't have to stop watching movies. You you just need to think and be aware of what they're trying to teach you yeah. and aware of your own emotions and which which way you're going. Do I like love the bad guy and hate the good guy here? Yeah. Well, as who long, is the bad guy? Who right. is the and good if you guy? Can th- just thinking that's, through it's it. moral and, decay. And I mean, not, that's what that's what Roman that's what the first chapter of Romans yeah, is. Yeah, and not not about. missing what he what that comedian just talked about. Right. Just you can't miss that stuff. Yeah, right, right. You, you got to be open the whole time. Yeah, it doesn't mean it's like, oh, shut Hollywood off. No, be aware of what they're trying to do. Right. And just and, be aware and of it that, and think. But, but, that, but what he said there has now become, in my opinion, a valuable teaching tool. A valuable teaching tool. When someone points that out, it's very enlightening. It's very, um, it's very helpful. It's very edifying, yeah. in my opinion. He, he edifies. That audience probably have never even, like, they're probably like, oh, yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. I, who knows what they thought? Because, you know, I, I mean, I don't, don't, don't have much trust in them. But I was edified by what he said there, you know, and that's, that's well, really I, good. It can I, be I also think, I also think, in terms of that, like, when you add, you know, we're talking about, like, morality, like, it's ambiguous now, right? Like, there's, like, there's this rearranging of a hierarchy of the moral hierarchy, and it's like there's almost like an ambiguity to it now. Like you don't know where things. Well, you do, but yeah. like we we do, but like you know you don't know where things land, right? In, yeah. in the in the socially acceptable mm-hmm. way to go. But it's interesting because like if you like evaluate that audience, right? That he's talking about, where everyone groans about the the comment. Um, like if you evaluate them on that basis, because you know they're there watching a movie about you know about two guys. Like you know, it's not even that it's not even that Freddie and Jason are the bad guys anymore. Right. They're there fighting each other. And you're like, who's gonna win that? And then they get to kill a bunch of teenagers along the way. Like yeah. you're there for like that reason, which mm-hmm. is already kind of like a weird. I don't know. I always I always like question like people who love slasher movies. <laughs> um, like just like just, just like just the people who are like, yeah, I'm just here to like watch people get ripped apart. Yeah. I'm always like, mm, yeah, something sure. in your psychosis that I, I worry about there. <laughs> but the, but that's the thing though right is that like in that moment like when he was evaluating like oh we don't care that you're a murderer but you can't be a racist there like there comes a point where like if you engage on that deeper level of thought you have to think about okay not only is he a a murderer but i'm like sitting here i've been sitting here like rooting for him to kill the teenagers and so now i'm implicated but i don't want to be implicated but i know i'm not a racist so uh we're gonna groan at the at the racist comment but not at the him murdering the children comment and so it's this weird thing where like it's indicative i think i think Ultimately, it's people excusing their own behavior and trying to find something to blame other people's behavior on. Yeah, it's indicative so. of what our society has made peace with. Yeah. We have made peace with racism, their version, or whatever that means, because nobody knows what that means anymore. Because I mean, everyone apparently in this room is a racist just because of the skin color of our skin, right? But the um, it was, it, we, we, we have made peace with racism, but we've made peace with murder. You know, that To those who deserve it, you, you should be murdered. We definitely made peace with that. Abortion is exhibit a anyway we're finding reasons for people who are murdered and why they should have been murdered yes Mm -hmm. yep that list is growing yeah the The ones that should be killed yep and soon we'll be killing uh, it's it's inevitable um soon who knows how long it's gonna take but we'll be killing racists and and we'll be we'll be uh uh uh, justifying it well they're racist they should be killed right and uh i mean that's that's not the first time anyone who's read a history book knows that's not the first time this has happened Anyway, that's ideology can be dangerous. Yes, that's my review mm-hmm. of the new hierarchy of critical race theory and many of the other critical theories out there. So this is the Brotherhood of the Silver Screen. This is a Christian podcast where we talk about where, movies for a long, long time. Where was there a movie in, in any of that? Was that? Where was there a movie in <laughs> any of that? Where was there a movie? Uh-huh. 
Oh, he talked about Hollywood, and we talked about Hollywood the whole time. Mm-hmm. And movies. Yeah. Freddy vs. Yeah, Jason. Yeah, Freddy vs. Jason. Yeah, he it talked works. about Freddy vs. Jason. That was There was a lot of steps in between there. <laughs> well, no, I think it's really relevant because movies do that I'm stuff not saying it's not relevant, but Luke oh. has rules against talking about television, television and stuff shows. like that. That's true. Yeah. But, but yeah. I did it once, and that that is pervasive in movies. So, yeah. That type of those types of scenes and that kind of thing, right? That kind of thought, yeah. I, I think it, yeah. His, he talked about the movies so the whole time. I the Saint Brothers are allowed to do it, but we're not. Uh, no, yeah, no, no. <laughs> no okay, fine. Yeah, the office. Yes. Embrace that's it. true. He's talking about and the office. That's true. That's true. But <laughs> I use it as an illustration to show you how Hollywood thinks. A couple months ago, right? you, on Bainey Files, you did a you did a television I'm thing. Joking. Yeah, we're just messing with you. It's, we're, it's, we're messing, just messing with, with you because yes. you've we're been not upset. So it was a good discussion. We're not upset. We watch I know. a lot of television. But we're messing. <laughs> and Athena wants to talk about well, it. Sometimes. Athena, we're messing with you back. Okay. Okay. I'm not. I'm very. <laughs> yeah, 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 Luke, yeah. Luke doesn't look like <laughs> Luke looks so Man. sad that he's been messed with. <laughs> I resemble that remark. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Brotherhood of the Silver Screen. This is a Christian podcast where we talk about movies for a very, very long time. This is Joey, Luke, Dove, Athena, and Jeff on the camera saying thanks everybody for listening we will see you guys next week later bye bye